0: Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to present the original radio broadcast from 80 years ago during the days of the war, with the occasional more recent radio program about the war. Today we have Gabriel Heater in the news as it was broadcast over the Mutual Broadcasting System on February 1st, 1944. The legendary radio commentator offered nightly news and analysis throughout the war to millions of listeners. Mutual was founded in 1934 and at one time had more affiliates than any other radio network. Despite that, it's barely remembered today. That's probably due to the fact that it was the only one of the big four radio networks to not expand into television due to its always shaky financial situation. Still, Mutual continued to exist as a radio network through a series of owners until 1999. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you like the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Be sure to visit our website at brickpicklemedia.com slash podcast where you find links to past episodes and other information. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. Time
1: for Gabriel Heater and his up-to-the-minute news of the world, brought to you by Forehand. F-O-R-H-A-N-S, Forehand Toothpaste. If your gums bleed when you brush your teeth or are tender to touch, listen carefully. These are often signs of gingivitis, a common gum inflammation which four out of five may have. If prompt attention isn't paid, it may lead to pyorrhea with its receding gums and loosening teeth, which only your dentist can help. See your dentist and at home help guard against gingivitis by massaging gums twice daily with forehand toothpaste. Forehands is the formula of Dr. R.J. Forehand, the first and original toothpaste for both massaging gums to be firmer and cleaning teeth to their natural brilliance. And now, Gabriel Heater. Good evening, everyone. We're claiming retribution tonight, swift and sure, for Americans who were tortured by the Japanese. We've knocked out 112 Jap planes in our landing operations on the Marshall Islands. This will not be another Tarawa, where the landing cost was so heavy. No, indeed. We've established our beachheads and our losses were moderate. We've landed squarely in the very center in the Marshalls. And that makes it clear we're fighting for the whole business, all 32 islands. No isolated landing at some weak spot, squarely in the center. Unofficial reports indicate 50,000 Americans have come ashore. Marines and regular army men, and our losses, moderate. Be sure the heaviest fighting remains ahead. It will be hard, long, and it may be costly, for this is a rich prize. If Japan had any intention of using her navy for anything save defending her own shore, that navy would surely be in action tonight, for Japan has never been challenged as boldly in all her history. There are no indications of her navy coming out to fight, not even now. And that virtually assures us control by sea and air. What waits ahead on land in these 32 islands? Time alone will tell. The Jap has been here 25 years. No American, British, or French ship has been permitted to call at any port of these islands in more than five years. You remember the day the Jap delegation walked out of a League of Nations meeting shouting, We're not coming back. They never came back. From that day on, the marshals have been a pirate then. What are we to say tonight of diplomats who were so blind 25 years ago and gave Japan a mandate over islands 300 miles closer to Pearl Harbor than they were to Tokyo? Or of legislators who knew the Jap record in China 20 years later, saw the Jap on the war path yet refused appropriations to fortify Guam. A mandate for the Jap on the marshals. Did anybody ever bother to examine a map 25 years ago to see what bombers taking off from the marshals would do to Americans on Wake Island? Mandates for the Jap, tears for China, oil and scrap for the Jap, and Pearl Harbor for Americans. Tonight, we're pulverizing that mandate on the Marshals. And we're going beyond that, too. Just a short time ago, General MacArthur rep- reported, three new heavy raids on Rabaul. No figures given on the number of Jap planes shot down. There must have been many. Our total for January was well over 500 at Rabaul alone. We're moving along faster than many people realize. Canal, Tarawa, Finchoff, and now the Marshals closer to Rabaul, closer to truck itself, closer to the inner ring of Jap defense line. No island hopping now, no slow, tortuous struggle, mile upon mile. These are daring blows for islands on which millions of square miles of ocean may depend. Tojo is losing his last, his very last hope of cutting our supply line, while his are being torn wide open we're doing it where he thought Americans would never survive, in the fever jungle, driving ahead from pinpoint to beachhead, from beachhead to bridgehead, from bridgehead to air base and harbor, deeper, ever deeper to his inner defense ring. There's a teamwork and a spirit in this drive against Japan which are truly wonderful to behold. MacArthur and Halsey and Vandegrift, warships, bombers, ground forces, all striking at once. Let me read you a line or two out of a letter a young man wrote to his father. I may as well tell you now, he wrote, I'm not likely to immortalize your name out here in the Pacific. I'm not a home run. I just take my place at bat and do what I can. I'm afraid none of it will ever make a headline. That won't matter. The team is winning. That's what counts out here. The team is winning. Then he continued, I've got some company in this box hole in which I'm writing a coral snake four feet long, a scorpion, and a red ant four inches long. Right now, the red ant is carrying off the envelope I've just addressed to you. I'll wait until he moves it another yard, and then I'll let him have it. He's just one of many many visitors we have here, here with the mud and malaria and the jet zeros and the choking heat. It's all home out here, all in our day's work. But the team is winning. That's what counts, isn't it? Well, let Americans at home ever feel that spirit. Really feel it. All of us. We'll hang Hitler in 90 days. And MacArthur will stand on Batman in time to celebrate July 4th. But we're fighting a strange war. One man forced to suffer all the agony of hell itself. And another free to walk out of a war plant when time is life and life is measured in time. One man giving his life fighting Hitler's foul ideas. And another man free to circulate Hitler's ideals and plant a new harvest of hate and prejudice among us. A nation consecrating its life and treasure to kill this foul thing. This thing which would turn back to the hands of time a thousand years and more. Determined to fight our way to Berlin and Tokyo and stamp it out as you would a scourge. And yet other men transplanting that very thing here for the children of men now fighting right in their time. Ah, uh, we can win this war and lose it too. Win it on the battlefield and lose it here at home. March all the way to Berlin and smash every lost remaining weapon in Hitler's arsenal of wars. Occupy his cities, dismantle his every war plan, hang every Nazi criminal. <clears throat> With that spell victory of Hitler's ideas take root on our soil. And the children of men now dying are forced to fight again. Twice in 25 years, America's industrial might has crushed Germany's dream of conquest. Oh, there are men in Germany who want a third try. They thought propaganda would paralyze our will, and that failed. They thought a fleet of 400 U-boats would turn our docks into mountains of supplies, unable to move, and that failed. They thought turning America against Britain might do it, and that failed. They want a third try, and this time they hope to begin here planting hate in our midst, turning American against American. This is what we're fighting to destroy. The man who does his part fighting it here at home, helping to spare the children of men now dying in their ordeal. What the future holds, no man can say. There were times when I thought we were finally on the road to international understanding. I'm not sure now. There were times when it seemed as if we had finally brushed away all the fear and suspicion persuaded Russia to trust us and take her place inside a framework of nations working together for enduring peace for all nations, large and small, and all mankind. I'm no longer sure that in the past few weeks, Moscow has attacked Wendell Wilkie without any justification, knowing him to be a true friend of Russia's people. We've had wholly unfounded rumors of separate peace talks by the British and Moscow newspapers. We've seen Mr. Hull's offer to bring Russia and Poland together turned down. And today is Vestia published a violent attack on the Vatican. Well, unless a man has made up his mind that Russia can do no wrong, can never be mistaken, unless a man has made up his mind to yield to Russia on every point, you will feel a disquiet tonight and an apprehension. You will feel someone in Moscow may be trying to find some question on which to provoke a quarrel. I'm not saying anyone is doing that. More and more one feels, come what may, anywhere, Americans who believe in this dream called America will have to stand together and make desperately certain everything we are fighting to destroy on the blood-stained roads of Europe and Asia will not take root here. This is my war aim This is war-aiming enough for me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, may I take half a minute, please? You're always kind enough to let me do it. Thank you very much. It's about personal fitness, and that's important, isn't it, for us all? Well, that calls for healthy teeth, and healthy teeth need firm gums. Soft gums may mean gingivitis. Four in every five persons may be subject to it at times, young, old, and middle-aged. It creeps in like a saboteur without warning. Your dentist ought to see your gums four times a year. And at home, more and more people are using a 4 hand gum massage. Just put some 4 toothpaste on your fingertips. Massage it on your gums. Do it every time you brush your teeth. Urge your children to make it a daily habit. It's a fine, exhilarating feeling. 4 ends on your toothbrush. That's for the natural sparkle in your teeth. 4 ends with massage. On your gun, you'll like it, I'm sure. Well, Moscow is broadcasting important news. Red troops only one mile from Estonia's border a few hours ago. They may have crossed it now. Berlin admits new Russian gains in the Nipa Bend, where they were held up two weeks ago. The Russian push is on again. British troops stand only 15 miles outside Rome tonight. We're fighting for Cisterno. Meanwhile, the vandals are on the march again. The reaching London show the Nazis looting everything. Rare art treasures, great historical documents, works of scholars who labored centuries for the enlightenment of man. Church relics sacred to the heart and spirit of man. Town after town in every church, museum, and library or town building. Wherever the Nazi finds anything, men venerate. Here Germany's vandals loot, pillage, destroy, pollute, and lay waste. Not the incendiary squad, whose orders are to burn anything other men treasure. Is it a rare parchment? A book? Has some great scientist or thinker labored over it? Does it raise man's spirit to a better, nobler concept of life? Burn it, is Hitler's cry. And the incendiary squad burns everything. Great scholars in Italy, leading churchmen petition and implore. Now they send appeal after appeal pointing out these relics have no military value. And men are bewildered by the Nazi cruelty. Yes, bewildered now, 11 years after the book burnings in Germany, the whips and guns and killings for the lust of killing. By Hitler's law, anything, anything at all which calls to man's spirit, calls to him to turn his gaze upwards, is Hitler's enemy. For his command to mankind is, look down, crawl, and cringe in fear. you dare stand on your feet and look up, and feel your spirit exalt, then you're Hitler's enemy and marked for destruction. Yes, the vandals are on the march, and the soul of man cries out at pain. Ladies and gentlemen, is your good friend and mine, Bruce Elliott. Thank you, Gabriel Hedas. Friends, clinical investigation proves massaging gums and cleaning teeth with forehands one of the best ways to help guard against gingivitis. To help gums be firmer and teeth naturally bright. See your dentist every three months. Massage gums with forehands twice daily. Forehands are sold at all drug departments and 10-cent stores. Spelled F-O-R-H-A-N-S. Forehands. And don't forget to take an old tube along when you buy a new tube of forehands. Any cube will do. Gabriel Heater, with up-to-the-minute views of the world, is presented Monday through Friday evenings at the same time, and Sunday evenings over most of these stations, 15 minutes earlier. This is Mutual.
0: Thanks for joining us for today's episode of the World War II Radio Podcast. We hope these old-time radio programs entertain and help you learn more about what Americans experienced during the war 80 years ago. Be sure to visit brickpicklemedia.com slash podcast for past episodes and more information.